welcome in our buddy Will Z, who previews every single game by the numbers. You can check out uh, his latest preview over on ESPN 1320's uh, website. Will, let's start with the bench. Uh, you talked about it in the article today. Obviously, we saw the big performance from Chemezi Metu. Uh, it, it feels like the bench's universe kind of centers around Malik Monk. What do the numbers tell us about the way the bench was playing and the way that they are playing? Yeah, so for the article, I looked at kind of split it in two for the bench numbers. So in the first 20 games, what I thought was so great about this team, especially in the beginning of the year, was how kind of diverse their scoring was, and that showed with the bench scoring. So in the first 20 games, they were averaging 42.7 points per game, which was second most in the NBA. In the last 19, though, that dropped to 31.1 points per game, which we've just seen, I don't know if it's just the numbers, number of minutes. Uh, the starters have really just kind of picked up that scoring slack. But last game, we saw them come back. They had a nice game, and um, I don't know if it coincided with Monk coming back, if he needed some time to get healthy. But, yeah, you can really kind of see two different sides of the Kings bench in the first half of the season so far. So, well, one of the one of the things with um, the Kings' defense and, and you know them having given up forty two points in the paint mm-hmm. uh, in that last game against Orlando, some of it is the the competition, some of it is the opponent. Right. Like mag- the Magic aren't this you know supreme scoring machine or anything like that. They're finding uh, a similar situation in a certain way with Houston, as you mentioned in the article. Um, they have the worst field goal percentage in the league, second mm-hmm. worst three-point percentage in the league. They don't seem to pass the ball, none of this stuff. I look at that as an opportunity for this Kings team to work on their defense and, and trying mm-hmm. to gain some confidence with what they do on the defensive end by being able to get stops against a team that doesn't seem to shoot that well and doesn't really move the ball either. Yeah, 100%. And it's really just kind of pick your – when I was writing the article uh, – it's like pick your poison on almost which bad stat you want to write about. The Houston team, like you said, they just don't have much that they do well. Um, it seems like they rely on kind of individual performances to kind of get their wins, which the assist stat stood out to me. Um, like you said, Kenny, second fewest assists, 21.8 per game. Mm. So they just they don't pass as much. They don't try and get that ball movement, which – makes it easier to play defense as long as you can stay in front of your guy that has the ball. Mm-hmm. Is there any metric stat number at all from mm-hmm. Houston that, 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 Hey, keep an eye on this one tonight. There are. So they are one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the league. Uh, they grab 13.2 offensive boards per game. Um, and, 16.9 second chance points per game off of those. So um, if the Kings can limit defensive offensive rebounds and go after those defensive boards, they should be good. And then the other one that the Rockets do well is they get to the line a lot, 25.4 free throws per game, which is fourth most in the NBA. Mm. So just kind of key in on those two things. Don't let them beat you in the strong suits. And they should be fine. Yeah. I look at this game as an opportunity for the, like I mentioned, to get right on the defensive end. I think that goes mm-hmm. for the offensive end as well. I don't think Houston yep. plays that great a defense like we kind of discussed. And they th- don't. this is a situation where if you execute on both ends, I'm not going to 
I'm not going to say a score. You should blow them out or anything like that. I'm just saying it's an opportunity where if you execute, things should be taken care of. Like, mm-hmm. do what you're supposed to do. You don't have to do nothing extraordinary. It'll come to you if you execute defensively and offensively. Yeah, 100%. And it also gives the Kings leeway on – so the Rockets have the 29th best offense and 28th defense. They're, the Kings would have to be – almost terrible on both sides of the ball. I don't remember which game it was earlier in the season, but there was another where it was kind of similar circumstances where the Rockets will have to play well above their heads on both sides of the ball to kind of make the improvements. And, I mean, they've beaten good teams, so it happens. Mm -hmm. But it just is a lot harder for the Rockets to get better in multiple categories all of a sudden for any given game, and then vice versa for the Kings to do poorly really all around the board which, again, is possible, but just harder to do. Uh, If all fails, uh, what was your strategy for them winning tonight's game? (laughs) Just make 23 threes again. That's it. Why not? (laughs) Yeah. That's it. 23 threes. Will, 39 assists. That number blew my mind. It's just so many. Um, It's beautiful. It's, It's fun to watch. It's obviously effective. It helps when the shots are going in, but the ball movement seemed to be back on track. Once again, hey, listen to us. Yeah. We know the keys yep. to victory. Yep. Win the fast break so. points. Yep. Hit those threes. Uh, rack up those assists. Uh, and the fast break points. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. No, no go ahead. The Will Z um, <laughs> Yeah. A place where I think the Kings can really feast tonight is the fast break points. So the Rockets allow 17.5 per game. That's the most in the league. To me, they are a young, talented team that – isn't the most disciplined. I think that getting back in transition is, it's a mental thing. You have to want to run back. Hmm. And if the Rockets don't want to do that, then the Kings can just beat them down the floor and get some easy looks there. Um, and can I hopefully put this game away early. If the Rockets get disinterested, then it should be going um, easy going from there. That's the key, man. Like don't, don't let these guys yep. gain confidence and, get at the half or late in the third quarter and say, hey, we can win this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I wonder how different this game becomes if, if the Kings' shot just doesn't fall. Because like, you know that they'll, they'll sit on that three-point line mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. pretty regularly. Like, do they start attacking? Uh, what do they do to make sure that this, like we were talking about with Drapes a few minutes ago, what do they do to make sure they control the game mm-hmm. if that three isn't falling? Because, again, the three fell really early for them mm-hmm. against Orlando, including the first shot of the game or the the, the, the first score from the game from De'Aaron. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and they just checked. The Rockets allow 69.7% shooting in the restricted area, so that leaves an opening. If the three isn't falling, attack the rim and really put some emphasis on getting into the Rockets' interior defense. And Again, it's pick your poison on where you want to try and beat this team in terms of numbers-wise. Domas and Shemezi at the rim. Let's go. Let's you know go. what? You know Those, what? You know, ooh, you, know what you know what project uh, we should look into is, like, what correlation there is. And I, by, by we, of course, I mean Will. <laughs> um, <laughs> Metu and Monk. What do the, what 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 do the numbers look like when for 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 Monk when Met Two's out there? Like, what does it look like there when they're out there together? Because they just looked, they just looked as free as could be uh, against Orlando. So uh, we'll we'll turn you loose on that. Uh, we'll let you get back to your duties, man. We appreciate you as always. Thank you, my friend. 
Oh my gosh, is this a Will Z freeze? Wait, is this the first ever? Oh my goodness, the first ever Will Z freeze. Oh, what a moment! Screenshot it, Doctor David. Screenshot it. That is that is our statistician hard at work right there. Will I hit I hit Will Z with an idea and he just froze. He couldn't believe how good it was. I met a guy recently who told me that he spends roughly $250,000 a month. I talked to another person recently who made $50 million at the age of 30. What do you do with that money? How do you spend it? How do you not spend it? What do you invest in? If you meet a rich person, these are questions everyone wants to know, but you're too embarrassed to ask. That's the whole premise of MoneyWise. We talk to real people who have made a significant amount of money, and we ask them all about their finances. My name's Sam Parr, and the podcast is called MoneyWise. That's one word, MoneyWise. You can find MoneyWise wherever you get your podcasts.